Hello once again, this is Dr. Rob, and you are listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Welcome to episode 52 of the House Call Doctor podcast. For those of you who have stuck with me from the beginning, I am not sure if you deserve my deepest thanks or my deepest sympathy. I give you both. I've had a great time doing this podcast and hanging out with you guys over at Facebook page, and it has been great over the past year, and I look forward to the next 52 episodes. Now, since my last Mystery Diagnosis podcast, the one about the person coughing, was one of my most popular podcasts, I thought it would be appropriate to do another Mystery Diagnosis. Okay, the star of today's show is Mary a 30-year-old woman who comes into my office with a complaint of dizziness. There are several different symptoms that people can refer to as dizziness. The sensation of the room spinning is the most common symptom described as dizziness. The medical term for this is vertigo, which also happens to be the name of a great movie starring Jimmy Stewart. Lightheadedness, or the sensation of almost passing out, is also commonly called dizziness. Most people have felt this when they stood up too quickly. It's commonly referred to as a head rush. A woozy or drunk feeling is also referred to as dizziness. Medications, mind-altering substances, and certain medical conditions like diabetes can cause this symptom. It's either involuntary or some people actually do this on purpose. Some people who are excessively fatigued also say they are dizzy. I think they do this to make my job a little bit harder. So, what symptom is Mary having? She says that she gets lightheaded and almost passes out. So, I write the chief complaint, lightheadedness. As I explained in my last Mystery Diagnosis podcast, the next step is to hear the story of lightheadedness. This is known as the history of present illness, and, as I said there, it is perhaps the most important part of the entire visit when it comes to making a quick and accurate diagnosis. Mary explains that her dizziness has gone on for several years, but over the past few months it's gotten more frequent. It used to be mild, but now it's even made her pass out twice. At first, these episodes of dizziness were every few months or so, but now she's gotten them every day and often several times a day. Between the episodes, she's perfectly fine. These episodes aren't brought on by standing quickly, and they don't seem to be associated with meals, but they do seem to be a little bit worse or more frequent in the morning. The two times that she actually passed out happened when she got up at night to use the bathroom. After hearing Mary's story, I have a few thoughts. I do that occasionally. I take note of the fact that this dizziness is a long-standing problem and that something recently triggered a big jump in frequency and severity. In order to make a diagnosis, I need to ask more questions, doing a review of systems, which is the litany of questions about any symptom from head to toe. Here's what we find out. She's not having headaches, nausea, or vomiting. She is having leg cramps fairly frequently, especially at night. She's also noticed heart palpitations, or an occasional fluttering feeling in her chest. She has had some leg swelling, for which she's taken a diuretic pill or a water pill prescribed by her gynecologist. And recently, she's lost 40 pounds on a diet consisting mainly of high-protein shakes. I make a mental note that her dizziness seemed to get worse around the time that she started on her diet. But we won't jump to conclusions yet. I need more information. 
Mary is not on any regular medications other than the recent diuretic or water pills. Her family history reveals several uncles on her father's side with heart problems, one of whom actually died at a young age. Her mother has diabetes, and her father has some sort of heart rhythm problem that she doesn't know about. When I examine her, I focus on her heart exam as my suspicions in this area grow. Her physical exam, however, is basically normal, with no swelling of the legs and a normal heart exam. Her blood pressure is a little bit low at 95 over 60, but overall right now she feels pretty good. So now is the time to make the differential diagnosis or the list of all the possible causes of her episodes. Well, we've already dismissed the other forms of dizziness, although I can't be 100% sure she's not using some funky substance, but that's low on my list. I do wonder if her use of diuretics, which is a medicine that makes a person urinate extra fluid, has made her dehydrated enough to lower her blood pressure and make her prone to passing out. The heart palpitations are also significant because her symptoms are long-standing and they don't necessarily get worse when she stands up. Sometimes, if the heart speeds up enough, it beats less efficiently and the blood pressure drops. Also, the use of a diuretic can make the sodium, potassium, and the other electrolytes get all messed up, which can also make a person prone to a heart arrhythmia. When considering any possibilities, I always focus on the one that is the highest risk to the person. In this case, it's the heart palpitations. So the next step for me is to get an EKG to look at her heart rhythm. Her EKG does confirm my concern, showing an electrical delay in the heart known as long QT syndrome. Not QT, but QT, the two letters. That is actually a genetic condition that makes the heart prone to dangerous heart arrhythmias, especially one known as torsades de point or twisting of the points. It's a genetic problem which Mary presumably inherited from her dad. Unbeknownst to her, she's actually had it all her life. So why has this condition gotten worse recently, causing more frequent dizzy episodes? There are several factors. A high-protein liquid diet can actually increase the risk of this dangerous arrhythmia in a person with prolonged QT syndrome. Presumably, it does so by messing up a person's electrolytes. And diuretic medications lower the potassium and magnesium, especially, in the blood, which will increase the person's risk of having this arrhythmia as well. The low potassium in her blood made her legs cramp. And on further questioning, she confessed that she used a friend's medication for leg cramps on both of the nights that she passed out. This medication, quinine, used to be really commonly used, but it makes this one bad arrhythmia much more likely. It's off the market now because of these types of concerns. So what was presumably happening was that her heart was intermittently going into this torsades de point arrhythmia, which would decrease the efficiency of her heart pumping, decrease the blood flow to her head, and make her dizzy. If it went on long enough, she would pass out. She was actually in quite a bit of danger because this actually can be a fatal heart rhythm. So, what now for Mary? The first thing to do is to have her stop taking her diuretic, start taking potassium and magnesium supplements, and absolutely don't take the quinine again. She also needs a treadmill stress test and a heart monitor to see if this dangerous heart rhythm is happening at other times when she doesn't have any symptoms. This is where I pass the baton to my good friend, the cardiologist. The bottom line about making the diagnosis in this case is that Mary gave me a good history, a lot of information, and I listened carefully. 
It was real tempting to jump to the conclusion that Mary's dizziness was from vertigo, which is by far and away the most common reason people complain of dizziness. But if I had done so, I would have further delayed her diagnosis and put her at risk of potentially having a fatal heart rhythm. The full history here is key, and a doctor who listens closely and puts together the facts in an organized manner will greatly increase the chances of getting an accurate diagnosis quickly, which actually could save a person's life. That's it for episode 52. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you keep listening, telling friends to listen, and threatening people who don't listen to it. I also hope you visit my sponsor, go to mypc.com slash podcast, so you can try their 45-day trial of their software. If you have topics or interesting diagnoses that you want to send me, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on my Facebook page. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Now, how many times have I told you that this podcast is for informational purposes only? 52 times, actually. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy.